In the passage we're reading today, Paul tells us that we are to test ourselves or examine ourselves. How do we do that? What does that mean? And how do we actually do that? What about COVID tests? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what you think. Okay. <laughs> Good thing you got it all solved. Something then. very different in this one. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. You want to start reading in verse one yeah, of this chapter is 13? The end. Yeah. Last... Are, we, is this, are we done then or are we going through it again? No, we're done with 2 Corinthians. No, and then we'll go through it again. Oh, okay. So we'll that's right. It. That's right. This is our first time through. Yes. So, verse one. Says this is the third time I'm coming to visit you, and as the scriptures say, the facts are ev- of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I've already warned those who have been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all the others, just as I did before, that that next time I will not spare them. What does he mean by that? He, the next time I'm going to put you to death. <laughs> <laughs> I probably means church discipline. I think he's right. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, you're right. Honestly, it sounds like what I t- tell my daughters. is like, mm-hmm. hey, I went up to your room. I saw it wasn't clean. Go clean it. Yeah. I came back. I walked by. You didn't get it right. I'm going to give you one more try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's not clean the third time, it sounds like Paul. Because I will give you all proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we'll have God's power. That's uh, kind Mm. of an intimidating way of saying it. Hey, we're weak, but we have God's power when we deal with you. Well, that was his argument in the last chapter that the reason he is powerful is because he recognizes how weak he is. So when you recognize how weak you are, then you can look to, in in fact, as long as you think that you're strong enough in and of yourself, then you're never going to look to the power that you need in Christ. And so he's saying, because I know I'm weak, I've got the power of God, and that's what you need. He says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you've failed the test of genuine faith. Hmm. What does that mean? Because I, I I know pe- people can read this, and I do too. You read this, you're like... <gasps> Wait, my faith could not be genuine. I'm so, I don't know what test, how am I supposed to test myself? How do I examine myself? Yeah. Well, how that would you? Cause a lot of anxiety. Yeah. How would you tell someone to examine themselves? The fruit test of the themselves? Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what I go. Faith. Yeah. Love, and it, joy, and peace, patience, kindness, goodness. What's the source of your belief? You know, what do you actually believe? Do you believe that Jesus is God's son? Do you believe that you're a sinner and helpless in your ability to make it to heaven or to please God? And are you putting your complete faith in Jesus, his death on your behalf, and his resurrection from the dead? Are you completely putting your faith in that? And do you have this, the witness of the Holy Spirit within you that you do have the life of God in you? Yeah, yeah. And I think that the reason he was struggling is because he pointed out that some of these were more worldly than they were spiritual. They were more interested in this world and pleasing this world and the viewpoints and the philosophy of this world than they were in following after the Spirit. And so he's he's telling him, hey, you, you should take a good look at yourselves. Is this really genuine? Are you really following Jesus? Yeah. And that's the question. Are you following Jesus? He says, as you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. Hmm. You know what that was? It means that they had a special authority because they were the apostles of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of, I mean, their letters were canonized. Mm-hmm. meaning put in scripture. And so their words just weighed more. Yeah. 
And in the uh, early church, we know they did have a, a series of, uh, I guess, tests or questions as to whether or not a person could be considered an apostle. One of those was that whether or not they had seen Jesus in the flesh. They had yeah. seen the risen Jesus, not not the Jesus before he died, but the Jesus after he died. Mm-hmm. And that was Paul. Of course, Paul, Jesus appeared directly to Paul to when, when, yes, when he became a believer. All right, so I uh, want to pick up verse seven. verse 7, sure. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if it makes you it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. So he's saying, essentially, repent. I'm on my way, so repent. Otherwise, I'm going to have to clean house mm-hmm. and kick a bunch of people out. Yeah. I'm writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. And I love this here because he's saying, closing all this down, let me just summarize all this. This is, And your life will be different if you live this way, if you are this way. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Become an adult in your spiritual life. Encourage each other. It's lifting up one another rather than trying to lift yourselves up. Live in harmony and peace, which of course ought to take place if we have the Holy Spirit within us that's going to bring us together with one another. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. We don't do that in our church, do we? So I'm wondering, should we go around and kiss each other? Right. No guys are allowed around Robbie. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I I was actually taken back. I went to a church years ago. This was many many years ago, and your mom and I were out of town. We went to visit the church, and the guy shook my hand and kissed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I guess he took this literally here. Well, you know, their greeting was a double kiss on each cheek. Well, and, then, and yeah, I mean, we've talked about this culture. before. It was their it was greeting? Very it was a typical, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Verse 13, all of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's a great benediction right. we have there. And that concludes 2 Corinthians. We'll be jumping back into that tomorrow yeah. for and now, second time around. We're also concluding Psalms. We're yeah. get back into Proverbs. It's been then, a long but- time since we've been in Psalms. Yeah, we, yep, it is, because yeah. there's a lot of them, and some of them are pretty long. We had to yeah. divide them up. So, 149 and 150 mm-hmm. is the Psalms for today. And I wanted to point out Psalm 150. I've been waiting this whole time to point out <laughs> Psalm 150. Okay. Do you remember this when I was a kid, Dad? Of course I do. So, well, not the Psalm. I'm saying what I use this Psalm for. So, I went to, you sent me to a, you know, a Christian yeah, school. Yeah. And it was, it, it's great people. Oh, okay. Uh, it yeah. was no, um, very... And I'm not talking politically. I'm just saying conservative in the sense of um, dress and music was super music was very conservative. Yeah. It was only piano. For, I don't know. They thought understood. we were a bunch of liberals because we had electric guitars and drums. Yeah, and, yeah. right. And, and so they said only piano or organ. Um, but you could play a guitar if you were out at a campsite. That, for, I remember them saying that to me. <laughs> a guitar is okay if you don't if you can't have a piano if you're around a fire. It's like well, that doesn't make sense, much sense. If but it's not wrong, okay it's wrong. in church. <laughs> but um, anyways, so they were not big into you know no drums, no electric guitars, 
And in Bible class one time, I rose my hand and I asked, well, what about Psalm 150? And so the Bible teacher read through this Psalm, which says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his high, you know, it's a great, which you can do with the piano too, of course. Um, but then he says, blast the ram's horn, praise him with the lyre and the harp, praise him with the tambourine and dancing, praise him with the strings and the flutes, praise him with the clash of the cymbals, praise him with loud clanging cymbals, let everything have breath. So it's almost like he's, the psalmist is painting a party Make here. A lot clash of noise some cymbals here. Yeah. and play those stringed instruments yeah. and all of that. And uh, I just remember my, my Bible teacher read that and goes, well, that was cultural for back then. <laughs> And, uh, and that's fine. You know, again, good people, good hearts, believers. And I, I can't wait to worship God with well, them. An electric guitar is cultural for today. It, it is. <laughs> so. It is. And so I'm not putting them down at all. But but I will say the idea of just going all out and praising God, is it, that's not based on culture. That yeah. is what we do because of what God has done for us. Yeah. So praise him with all you got. And you do that. Yeah. You do that. When you are in church, give it all you got. That's right. All right. Well, do that today. Do that today with your life, the decisions that you make, and the people that you serve and the people that you love. It is also worship to God. And so do that with your day. Make it a good day. We'll see you tomorrow.